Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 124 from June the 11th, 1994. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. And let me tell you, I was wrong last week. I said we would be in a new venue, but we're still at Roan State Community College in Harriman, Tennessee. Remember, about 275 people in attendance uh man this is like four weeks here at this location but it is what it is just so you know this episode is dropping january the 6th 2019 so happy new year everyone and don't forget to use those amazon gift cards you got on christmas when you do use our referral link tinyurl.com slash btt amazon i'm sitting here with doc once again mm, hopper is missing in action uh he was up late last night texting us about football but uh, he's not here right now, so hopefully he'll join us. But Doc, how are you, man? I'll go put one of those whoa, MIA. Whoa, whoa, what happened with? What happened with? I'll I'll go put one of those MIA POW stickers on my car so that uh you know, except it'll be an outline of his bald, big bald giant head. Um, man, I just want to know. It's 2019, pal. You know what that means. New year, new me. I just want to know how you're planning to be better, new, in this year, 2019, year of our Lord. Are you asking me that? or? Yeah, what are you going to do that's better? What are you going to new year, new me it up with? Um, I'm going to be the same old miserable uh, curmudgeon see, that I am now. So you think you're perfect just as you are. See, that's exactly what I've been trying to tell these people, that the difficulty of dealing with you for the last several years is that you think you're just fine the way you are, and I'm here to point out all your flaws. Okay. No. Hey, I didn't man. Say here's that. here's the thing. I, I am I am already blessed this early into the new year. I am up and running and gunning. Um, Smoky Mountains got me happy. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, we've done this before. We used to do this two man booth before Harper came along. I can handle this shit. I was trying to remember. I think it. I think we got through about twenty episodes, huh? Just just you and I. I ain't scared. I'm trying, I can't remember really. I, I, I think he I came in at like either real early twenties or real late teens, like in that eighteen to twenty-two range. But shit, dude, that was over a hundred episodes ago, man. We have got a significant library here. What other podcasts do you know that would just every week, just like the TV show coming out, we're right there, bam, following along. We don't skip, we don't lag, we don't have a delay. It's a significant body of work. It's a commitment to doing it, which uh, I, there think it are... was, I think it deserves money. I want some from the people <laughs> and then from you. 
Okay, so what you're saying? It is, is you seven. Want... It is seven eighteen in the damn morning on our off day, and here we are. And I'm that's the heel. Com- that's commitment, man, these, bro. These people out there are the heel for not no, paying no, for man. this shit. It's a crime. <laughs> nah, they're not. They're not. Stop being a heel. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it is very early in the morning on our off day. But, you know, that's what people do who are committed to things, right? Just like that patron episode we just cut where we're committed to working and we go to work every day. And we don't use sick time or vacation time a lot uh, because we want to use our, our time as a lump sum at some point to take vacation and not use it just on all sick days like people like the T-Rex do. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, I, brother? I've decided the only reason you think I'm a heel is that I just tell these people the truth too much. Mm, no, I think you try to stretch the truth a little bit too much but i don't think you tell the truth too much i think you exaggerate you're you're very good at exaggerating you realize that no i do i do okay so um the green truck's broken down we're stuck in this jackass place for the fourth straight week we always know that the fourth week is always a little you know we got to get through it and we don't have harper here to tell us about ducks or squirters or whatever else he's got going on so you and i are going to have to put on our working boots that'll that'll be fine we can do that so again we are it's episode 124 only 76 to go doc and that's if we do episode 200 because i don't even know if you've even watched the last episode to date remember you told me you couldn't bring yourself to watch it yeah, so when I watched this the first time through, I got to 199, and then I got sad because the 200 was the end, and I don't think I ever watched it. <laughs> That's like that, that says a lot, though, because you and I have all seen the last episode of Nitro, so it's like, oh yeah, I went back and like, watched it. I think not too long ago. I was okay. like, oh, why was I sad about this shit? Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny. All right. So we go to the ring. Well, we go to the intro of this show, episode 124, June 11th, 1994. Les Thatcher and Bob Cottle are on commentary because Dutch is gone. Bruiser Bedlam will take on two guys in a handicap match. We'll hear from Jake and Kendo the Samurai will battle Dirty White Boy for the Beat the Champ TV title. Doc, any thoughts from the opening right there? Oh, shoot. Let me hit record on the Patreon video. Hold on. Oh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, pal. Yeah, all right. Now we're rolling on the Patreon. Yeah, video. Patreon, pals. Um, so, there we well, go. Well, let me, let me repeat what I said for the Patreon. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're off to a okay. great start. Twenty, You're going to be as worthless in 2019 as you were every other year, aren't you? I am. Riveting audio here. Les Thatcher and Bob Cottle again. Bruiser Bedlam takes on two guys in a handicap match. And we'll hear from Jake and Kendall the Samurai who will battle uh, Dirty White Boy for the Beat the Champ TV title. What you got, Doc? I'm sort of thinking that Les is the reverse Dr. Tom. So, like, we had the drinking game when Dr. Tom fluffed his hair, you drink. If you see Les wearing a different sports coat in the arena than the one he wore the week before, you just down a whole bottle of something. Get you some eggnog or henny or rubbing alcohol or moonshine and just down it all. I'm going to say something unpopular. Well, maybe it's popular. I don't know. I I like Les a lot, actually. Like, I just think there needs to be a heel in the booth with them. Well, Bob's almost gone, so there's that. I, I get that. I'm just saying, I I, I like... I, I've got... Well, you see, you don't see, like, the... The Twitter and Facebook stuff. So, but uh, most mainly Twitter, not really Facebook. People don't complain about them on Facebook, but I see like uh, people on Facebook. Oh my God, it's a drag listening to less. I kind of 
kind of like him. Les man. is not bad at all. Les is only oh, the only problem I have with Les is he has a tendency to want to talk over pins and then be like, "Oh, oh look there, <laughs> pin." <laughs> he does do he does do that. Yes. Um, does. but these two are, in my opinion, both individually better than the sum of their parts. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so we'll go to the ring. We got Brian Logan versus Tracy Smothers. Tracy wins the match with a jaw jacker, as Les called it, but it really looked like a shoulder tackle from the top rope. It really wasn't much of a, I guess, a jaw jacker. Um, Doc, did you have any thoughts whatsoever on when Tracy hit that finisher? Because uh, it truly didn't look like much of the jaw jacker, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, I did think he had a nice he had a nice belly to belly in the match, but then he's doing that damn football tackle, and that's just I don't care if it's Dr. Death or Duggan or Furnace or anybody. It's just that the get down in three-point stance just doesn't do much for me. When's the first time you saw the football tackle as a, as a kid? Jesus. Um, it might be either Duggan or Dr. Death. Probably Duggan in Mid-South. Because we would get – I mean, because you in those early days of mid-'80s cable – You'd get weird stuff like syndicated and flipped around. And I also went down to some family members in Houston a couple of times a year. They would get some Mid South down there. Probably I'm betting, Duggan. I'm betting you saw it in UWF because I, I know they started showing a lot of that shit around the country. So you'd have seen it at 12, 13 years old. I saw it first at seven years old and I'll, the only reason i mention that is i think that makes a difference to me because i was so young i was like oh okay that's cool like i didn't have as much of a problem with it as you do but but i do have to agree it, it's it's definitely not your you know it's not a great finisher if that makes sense because they use that shit as finishers a lot now tracy just used it as a move right there uh furnace makes it look goofy but you know that's neither here nor there let's go now to Bob Armstrong or Tracy Smothers as they're going to cut a promo after Tracy uh, beat Brian Logan right there. Here it is. Bob Cottle, he's going to be talking to Bullet Bob and Tracy Smothers. All right, fans, with us right now, Tracy Smothers, Commissioner Bob Armstrong. Commissioner, it looks like it's going to be a great July blast coming up this summer. That's right. The Summer Blast Tour this year will be July 1st through the 9th, you know, as we've talked about, yep. Bob. And this year, it will include the Cobb County Civic Center in Merida, Georgia. That makes me very happy. Absolutely. And, you know, it gets bigger and better every year, and there's a lot of things going to happen this year. And later on in this program, I have a special statement just for the ears of Mr. James E. Cornett. Wow. And this man over here next to you has got his hands full. But as you can see, he's looking good in the ring. And he's hard to beat in a coal miner's glove match. Uh, that's right. And I know uh, you got coal miner's glove on your mind. Coal miner's glove. Hot summer blast. You know something, but, but, but this bruiser Bedlam, he's an animal. <laughs> he's the Motor City madman. This guy, he can, he can drive nails with his fists. He busts bricks over his head. He busts bottles. And he puts that claw on you. It's called the gut blaster right there. And I've had it many times. But if I can get up that coal mine, I know I can climb a pole faster than you, Bruiser Bedlam. I'm going to knock you into the next area code. And Jim Cornette, if I or the boy get our hands on you, you better call the Tooth Fairy, my friend. And boy, I know you want to get back in that ring so bad like a sick man wanting penicillin. But right now, we need you being Commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling to keep Cornette and his criminals out of, in, in check. You leave the fighting to me and the boys because we're going to take it home. We're going to get them. All right, fans, we're going to be back. Right now, let's take this time out. He was a little discombobulated there, but 
<laughs> well, the difference is is that when he's discombobulated, he's still a little bit. Um, there's a funny joke there. Never mind. Nobody liked that but me. But um, he's still good, unlike Horner, where he just fucking starts having an aneurysm there in front of on the TV audience. You know, I'm a big fan of details, personal life, work life, everything. I like things to be squared away, if you will. So when I hear people calling this shit 14 different things, it's like, dude, it's summer blast, not July blast, not hot, hot air balloon blast. Let's get the branding right on the names of this shit. They've never been good about telling you the results of Summer Blast, though. It's like a, it's like it's it's a it's a I don't call it major. It's a it's a it's a I don't even know how to say it because they don't cover it like they do Volunteer Slam or you know all the other ones. Well, here's but the they, other thing: they talk about yeah. it on TV, but they they rarely kind of show the the results of it all. If I'm confused, imagine what the public general public customer base here in this fucking thing is just what what huh third, third, third. I, I hear you I help mean, them out it, yeah yeah yeah. no I, I hear you it's it's not it's not reptile but it is summer blast but you know what i'm talking about when, when i say they don't really cover summer oh blast. yeah so here's the other thing i know you popped i popped and we all thought about harper's second round of penicillin when he mentioned that huh oh yeah yeah he said uh i know you want back in the ring like a sick man wants penicillin um that was i like that one yeah that was i hope harper's not here this morning because he's uh feeling the ill effects of that last dose of penicillin after his dirtiness i texted him and he's not responding. I said, text me. I told you, he's up. probably tied up, literally, with some nasty, sketchy whore. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. You saw the yeah. broad he was with. I mean. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, she might have okay. rolled back in. She might have rolled back in town and just locked him up in her sex dungeon. Okay. Uh, we'll keep moving. Um, so Tracy and Bob there. The, I think the other thing we kind of got to remember is Bob also mentions he's got an update later in the hour. So we'll have to stay tuned to what happens there. Uh, we go from that to a replay of Candido and primetime Brian Lee defeating Bobby Blaze and Mike Furnace the prior week. Uh, remember, the Rock and Roll Express ran in to attack primetime Brian Lee and Candido, as you're watching on the Patreon video a second ago. From there, we go to a promo uh, from Ricky Morton. Uh, I don't think this is great, but something happens there that I, I want to discuss with Doc, so here it is. All right, fans, with us right now, Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. Ricky, I know that Commissioner Bob Armstrong has really made you a happy guy when he is not actually, he said they're non-sanctioned, but he was going to okay some pile driver matches for you. That's right, Bob, you said it all right there, because you see, ever since Chris Candido pile drive me, I've been trying to get back at him. Yep. But you see, we got these pile driver matches coming up. That means... Only way you can win the match is to power drive your opponent. So like you said, Bullet Bob Armstrong said these matches are here not sanctioned. But we're going to have them. But the one thing about it, the titles are still up. So that's what we're, our mind is on right now is putting those titles back around our waist. You see Chris Candido and Brian Lee, I told you before to be careful about whose toes you step on on your way up. Because it might be connected to the part that you don't want to kiss on your way back down. And you're going to find out what it's all about, baby. Because rock and roll. We don't care what it takes. We've been in all kinds of matches. And I can understand where Bullet Bob Armstrong's coming from. 
This is, you know, because the power driver is illegal. Because I have seen many wrestlers get put out of this profession by that one move, the power driver. But right now, at this time right here, I want to ask Tammy Fitz to come out here. You know, Tammy? Ask Tammy Fitz yes, to come out? I, I want her to come out here right now. See, Tammy? I'm out here by myself. I'm not the kind of guy that hits a lady. I just want to talk to you. I know you're back there listening. But I just want to ask you to come out here for a few minutes. I'd like to talk to you. So come on out here. All right? I don't, I don't see her coming. Well, Bob, I'm gonna, come on, Tammy. Come on out here. I just got a little something I want to talk to you about. Here she comes. Here she comes. All right. I believe, I believe she is going to do it, uh, Rick. Uh, and uh, all right, there she is. Uh, I'm, out, hey, I'm out here by myself. I'm out here by myself. I'm just out here to talk to you for a minute. You know, Sue, ever since Robert and I have been wrestling Brian Lee and Chris Candido, you've done one thing to us, you know. So Robert and I got a little something for you because, you know, what you make us feel like, this is what we want to give you. Oh, my heavens alive! Oh, my God! Oh, and it, sm it smells like... It smells like manure or something. I don't know what in the world. Golly, Pete, what in the world? And Gibson, and Morton, all over. Tammy Fitch, a bucket full of fans. Wait a minute, I, I got to go. We gonna, <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. Okay, Doc, go ahead. <laughs> what you got? So I'm always interested in knowing what constitutes babyface work for these people. So to some, we're going to have the most popular tag team in the world pour a bucket of shit on a 20-year-old girl. And that's what we're going to call babyface tactics in this part of the world. Explains a lot. Um, second of all, whatever it is, and it was interesting, uh, Caudill put it over like a million bucks. Yeah, I got some. Caudle did that. his. Caudle earned his check right there, pal. He he most certainly did. Um, so Morton's out there yapping, but then he calls out Tammy. Tammy comes out in that black dress, and she mm. when she comes out, Gibson comes behind her, and they dump what we are led to believe is manure on her. As Bob tries to, so sell you're it. saying it was working shit. Well, I thought. When I saw this originally right here, before what we looked were about like some to hear, potting soil to me, but I was watching it on my phone. So that's exactly what I thought. I was like, why the fuck did they just pour potting soil on her head? Because it didn't look like manure, but whatever. I guess it could be dried up manure. I guess Van Horn was like sent home so they couldn't get anybody to do some, some shoot shit. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, but then. Let's play this. This happens, and I want you to hear what Les says, because this actually made me pop more than uh, Tammy screaming and being dumped on right there. Here it is. Here, Les. Uh, we're trying, we're to grow, <laughs> trying to grow a garden out here yeah. or what? I mean, well, I know. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Here comes Tammy. Let me. Look what he did to me. <laughs> Look what he did to me. <laughs> I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get both of them back. Look what he did to me. Wow. Hey guys, can't you Hey, can't you get her under control here? Come on. Oh, come on, come on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, and they they gotta carry her right on right on out of there. She she completely lost it there. I'm gonna tell you what. I've heard of perfume 
a night in Paris, but this smells more like two weeks in a stockyard to me. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go to the ring, fans. Wow. And that tells you right there that Les is a stone cold professional here, and he's awesome at what he does. It's just he's in a they're in a mismatch mismatched tag team, and they're trying to make it work. Okay, so a couple of things. Less breaking kayfabe, I guess. I mean, I don't know if he's really. We try to get a garden going here, pal. Because <laughs> like, it looked like potting soil just sitting there. But then Bob, can y'all get her under control? I wanted to say, Bob Cottle, have you ever tried to get a fucking woman under control? You may as well be trying. Yeah, to he came from a different generation. Remember that dirty white boy shit where you just tell him what to do? That didn't well, work. That's it's... true too. And you just that, drag him by the hair. That shit. That shit's like a college coach that tries to in football that tries to go to the pros and berate the the NFL pro players, and the pro players like, dude. Let me tell you something, partner. That rah-rah shit don't work up here on this level. That's true too. So, so man, first of all, let, let's let's get back to the let's stay with the story first. Tammy sold it great, and I was just thinking how stiff she was when she first started. Obviously, talent, but you know, raw. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been able to do that when she came in. So thinking about how far she's come in a short amount of time to get out there and really put that over and, you know, make it work. Yeah, she put she put that over good, man. Yeah. I so mean, what do you th- th- so so you're of the opinion that it was actually not actual manure? No, that was pot and soil, man. Ain't no, you okay. can't convince me okay. otherwise. And let's which, say that which your pot and soil has like. Organic organic materials. Right. So to keep it it classy. Um, I guess technically there probably is some shit in there because pot and soil, for lack of a better word, has some shit in it. Now I ain't trying to get into the specifics, but you know where I'm coming from. You got a nice little garden at your house. Well, I like to grow some sticky icky icky. (laughs) Okay, there you go. So yeah. So um But it's not shit. It's not manure sitting there. Well, and you're the king of ping. Me, you're the you're the true king of pin me, pay me, right? So, um, let's say you're back at the mud show, and they say, "All right, menace, we need you to get some shit poured on your head tonight." What's your response going to be? As long as the building I'm at has a shower, I don't care. I mean, pin me, pay me. Okay. Now, now you got to remember some of these buildings you're at. You know, these VFW halls and whatnot. I mean, depending on where you're at, you may not have a shower. To I, well, I'm thinking that a, a state community college so fine as Roan State probably does have some showering facilities, so we're probably okay there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably. The, I'm, I'm the real question there. is: is if Tammy went back there and took a shower, was she alone? Well, let me tell you something. Not just that. I ain't trying to, you know, smirch Tammy's wonderful name because we love us some Tammy. Tammy looking good these days as she uh getting her life together. So God bless you, Tammy. If y'all I'd like to think to that us. that's where Harper is this morning. Uh, maybe tommy noe can you please help us out we want tammy on the show i know she doesn't do a lot of podcasts but i want tammy in my life not the show Tommy, please help us tommy anyway what i was about to say was um i could tell you uh, while i would agree to getting that shit dumped on me whether there's a shower or not if tammy is a is a black woman or an african-american female (laughs) bro you ain't you ain't dumping that shit on their head You, you, you would die before that happened that hair, dude. Bro, I go through it all the time around here, man. Can't fuck with it, man. All right. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. It's not, just man. Put, it's true. Just putting it out there. 
Just putting it out there. All right, so we can keep it moving. Um, you, if you're on I mean, Patreon it's like again, a, it's you... like a cage match with precipitation, isn't it? Pretty much. Pretty much. James Atkins next, uh, and Chris Hamrick take on Bruiser Bedlam in a handicap match. Bedlam wins with a double stomach claw. Uh, he's got a, he's got a guy a claw on each guy. Right before he puts a stomach claw on him, he I think he body slammed Hamrick on top of James Atkins. Look kind of. Look kind of stiff, but whatever. Uh, the referee actually awards the match to Adkins and Hamrick, I believe, though, because Bedlam wouldn't let go of the claw. Doc, any thoughts on that before we go to Corny and Bedlam in a promo? I really did not have one single thing to talk about during this match. It was very boring, and like I said, until the very end when he body slammed Hamrick onto Adkins, or maybe it was the reverse, I can't quite remember I was like, oh, shit, that looked like it didn't feel good. But we'll keep going. Let's go to Cornette and Bedlam. Behind a rope with cops around, you piece of garbage. That's right, step. All right, fans, you're looking at it. True to the crew. Once again, Jim Cornette, this man proved that he is really tough, rough, and vicious. But I, I just said I think there's going to be some blood let in a coal miner's glove mine. Oh, there sure is. It's all going to be red blood, redneck blood, Tracy Smothers blood. Bob, you're looking like you get a little sweat going there. You know you ought to have a woman come in and clean up every now and then. This place is a mess. Let me explain something to Smothers. I want to talk to Bullet Bob Armstrong, talk to the whole Armstrong clan. There's about 500 of them, that is, if you count all the illegitimate ones. Tracy Smothers, you want a coal miner's glove match? You want to put that pole in the corner of the ring? You want to put that coal miner's glove on top of it with metal all across the knuckles? And the first man that gets it can use it any way he wants to, to whatever advantage he might have. Well, I got news for you, Smothers. You may be able to climb a pole like you've been working for the telephone company for 25 years. That's not a concern to me, nor is it a concern to the world's most dangerous wrestler, Bruiser Bedlam. Because once you climb up there and get that glove, what you're going to do basically is save the Bruiser the trouble of having to go get it. You're going to bring it to him just like a little dog playing fetch to his master. Only instead of a newspaper, you're going to be bringing the instrument of your own destruction, that coal miner's glove right down there into the ring. Because what are you going to do, Smothers? Once you get it and bring it down, you're going to try to knock this man out. You're out of your stinking mind, boy. Although any sense that he had left him a long time ago around concussion number 42, you can't knock this man out no matter what you hit him with, Smothers. So all you're going to do is you're going to get that glove and you're going to bring it down into the ring and he's going to take it away from you and he's going to put it on and he's going to split you like a ripe melon. That's exactly what he's going to do because brass knucks, chains, chairs, bottles, Blackjacks, slapjacks, he's used them all, and he's taken them all in his line of work. And no man has been able to put him down yet. The challenge still goes. Dock workers, construction workers, truck drivers, anybody thinks they're bad, try the bruiser. And you'll find out just how bad you are. And Smothers, you're the one that's going to find out. When you get in that coal miner's glove match, you're going to wish you was down in a hole in the ground, and that may be where you are by the time he gets finished with you. I'm out of here. All right, fans, you heard it, Jim. Clean up this mess, and it smells around here, too. Is that your aftershave? <laughs> We're going to be back right after we take this time out. All right, before you get into what you're going to say, Doc, um, did you laugh when Bob Cottle at the beginning of that said, true to the crew, in his whitest of whitey old man voice? Let me tell you something. It's it's a distant second to uh, when he... It, when he's about to, in a few weeks, issue the name Gangstars. The Gangstars? 
Him and Les Thatcher present themselves as the two whitest people on God's green earth at that point, <laughs> which is perfect. Yeah, and I'm excited. Is, is, I'm excited about the gangsters getting here. Let's just fast forward to that shit. I'm in agreement. Uh, let me before we go any further though. What you got from Corny and Bedlam right there? So he said, "Redneck blood, man. How much? What do you think the similarities are between redneck blood and gravy?" That's wrong. Come on, bro. I'm just saying if the insulin pack play if, the insulin, if the insulin shot fits, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, stick okay. it in. Um do you see Bedlam push Caudle? I bet Caudle was not happy about that. Like if you're gonna put your hands on me, you better be Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes, pal. I bet you know, Corny Corny came from that well, he didn't come from, but you know, he worked for Watts for so long. And I, I know Corny had told a story one time about Watts got on him about cutting a promo on JR. That's kind of similar, although it's not a promo. He uh, Bedlam pushed Coddle right there. I, I I bet Corny may have like said something back. Hey, you know, don't don't be pushing around. It's already if you talk to him, but your 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 promos for Tracy, and you want to sound tough, and but don't push Bob Coddle. I I bet he said something like that to him. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm sure Coddle didn't like dude Coddle doesn't didn't like van horn and wouldn't talk to him and the only words he ever exchanged with him outside of the promos was daryl you're a weird man so right uh, yeah i would probably think he didn't like that anyway okay what else you got from it nothing really i mean i want to like bedlam and i know he's our homegrown you know attempt at building a star but I, and maybe I'm biased here by what I know about him in, in his real life, but and maybe this is some foreshadowing. But I'd have liked to have seen that rocket ship strapped to Kyle instead in that role. I, I don't have. I like Bedlam. To be to be frank, I like Bedlam. I don't uh, I, I, look. He's not. He's not. Let's be clear, because I know people misconstrue all the pearls of wisdom that come out of my mouth. I'm not saying he's down there with Furnace and the Moon Dogs and the Bruise Brothers, and he ain't close. I'm just saying he's not up at the top for me with the Dirty White Boy and Smothers, obviously Jake for a short period of time with us, and Van Horn and those guys. I mean, I've got a continuum of who I'm like, ugh, and I got yeah, a continuum of, of of who I'm like, all right, this is it. This is going to be great no matter what it is. But he's just sort of in the middle for me. All right, I hear you. All right, well, but, we'll keep like, it The moving. problem is, is that you would expect him to be drug a little bit more towards the positive end because he's Corny's main charge since the heavenly bodies are gone. I don't know. I think they're doing fine with him right now. Oh, okay, well, fuck me. No, I'm just saying. We, we agree disagree on this. Okay, disagree, man. Okay. All right, well, we'll keep going. Les Thatcher comes out next with this week's night of legends update coming friday august the 5th so we're less than two months away from night of legends uh this week Les talks about southeastern wrestling in the area and a bunch of talents we are familiar with like kevin sullivan robert fuller the stomper uh he talks about one man gang ron garvin uh, tim warner 
Yeah, uh, Les also talked about all the NWA world champs that came through the territory. He talks about Continental and USA Championship Wrestling, which I'm looking at, was looking at a second ago. It was a video roll through. We even saw footage of Ron Wright and his craziness from USA Wrestling just now. Uh, the little mini series uh, Corny did with Les uh, was really good for them to do, you know, to, to, to set up uh, the whole Night of, Night of Legends. So I'm saying mini series. What am I talking about? The, just, just this whole, like, when I say mini series, I'm talking about what they're doing, like with these clips on each episode the last few weeks. I think, uh, I think it did good to sell the Night of Legends. I don't know, uh, Doc. What did you, what did you have? Night of Legends, man. It's really great. I always love to see things from different promotions, and I hate that WWF thing that you know. And then you hear these guys like Bischoff and Shivani. We shouldn't have mentioned the competition. I kind of like it, man. I kind of like that we're, you know, I like that 87 Crockett. They're like, man, we're real wrestling and alluding to the others. But seeing that old footage, man, the Hulkster. Man, you see Ron Wright kicking a guy on that USA wrestling? Um, Yeah. Bo James told me when I talked to him last month. Yeah, that UGT, was good stuff, man. Bo said, um, we need to consider doing doing a USA Championship Wrestling review well, he needs to consider making those tapes available gratis. That's free for uh, the BTT crew, and I'd be more than happy to get involved with that. It's on YouTube, you dumbass, and I have all the episodes. What are you talking about? Then let's get it going, man. I'm ready, all man. Right. It is 2019, and I'm ready to kick BTT into gear. I'm ready to be the man, even more the man than I was. But, man, just seeing Ron Wright out there causing trouble made me just get I, – I, I got giddy, man. He's wearing that white suit. It looked like it wasn't the one with the Nazi flag, but he did have one of those scenes in that where uh, what we it was very similar to what we called the the craziest scene we'd ever seen in wrestling, where he was out there and he had the stomper and his black guy and all his whole cr- misfit of island of misfit toys. Man, I, I I love seeing this. It's like just different things from different time periods, different faces, guys that you don't see on normal TV. It, it's a way to. It's a way for me, in my mind, it's a way for them to show people who, wrestlers who people know when you don't have the territory system network to just bring people in and shuttle them in every few months. You have to get creative on what new people look like. So I think this is their way to do that. I can't put over this segment enough. It was fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic, Doc? Because I agree with everything you said. I just got a text from Harper, and he says he's on Skype. So let's oh, get well, him on this. Um, what a blessing! A 2019 yeah. miracle. Jesus, this year's not Christ, this right? year's not going to be ho- complete horseshit after all. I mean, Jesus Christ! Uh, we're so just we're farting through silk panties right now, man. Yeah, let's. Uh, so before we go to the next promo, let's uh, let's add Harper into this thing and uh, and whatnot. Come on, Harper. Let let's see how long. I just hit call. Let's see how long it takes for him to pick up. So we're sitting here. Um, Night of Night of Legends shit was really good though, Doc. It really was. There he is. Yeah, buddy. What's the deal, man? What happened? Did you uh, were you up late um, doing some hanging? I was up to like three. Okay. And and, uh, when's the last time you when's the last time you stayed up till three, Mike? Was it that night we drove to Oklahoma and went and saw wrestling and drove and drove back afterwards? That's probably a good possibility. Jesus. Y'all don't go out anywhere? 
What you want? He does not understand the world of two kids. No, he does not. <laughs> Bruh, it is, fr- it is Friday. Shoot Friday. It ain't Sunday night, Smoky Mountain Sunday night. It is Friday night cutting this audio. And because the, uh, the Mavericks ain't playing and there's no sporting events, there is a better than zero chance that my ass is out for the count asleep by 10. And I'd like to go someplace to lay money on the fact that I'll be asleep by 11. You got to start drinking if, early, man. I, if I'm going to get <laughs> the, the key is you, I drink as much as I, I could drink as much as I ever did. That's not the problem. The key is, is that you just got to be done by your normal bedtime so that you can get your sleep in. You get your beauty rest. Yeah. I um, stayed up. I stayed up till four about six or seven months ago and I felt like shit for a full fucking week. Yeah, I I, I, I can't do it anymore, bro. But I, I could drink I could drink a twelve pack tonight if I start about four o'clock this afternoon and drink a twelve pack. Uh get to bed about ten thirty or eleven and wake up. And you know, I, I, I can tell it's I was I can tell it was I did something, but I'm still functional and, and rolling the next day. But if I were to drink four beers and stay up till three, man, I'd be fucked up tomorrow. Yeah, I can't fucking do that shit anymore. You just did it last night. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, it's it sucks. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, boy. He that's was, the drinker's was, limit. I'll never do it again. <laughs> he was up. He was up enjoying that uh, I, work football game. I promise oh, if I don't. I promise if I don't choke on this vomit tonight, I'll never get drunk again. <laughs> okay, so. Let's keep the show moving, Harper. We're we're mo- well more than halfway done with well, uh, good. the first episode of Smoky Mountain. But anyway, we got a we got a Smoky Mountain run in here. Well, I'm we, a, Harper. So Harper was Harper. <laughs> we had somebody slash his tires. Wait, how did you know it was tires? <laughs> I didn't say yeah. it was more than one. All right, so we got Bullet Bob, Scott, and Steve. Um, I don't, Doc. Do you want to? Yeah, I guess we got to play this because. Bullet makes an announcement, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's 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 go to it. Here it is. Earlier in the program, Billy Bob Armstrong said that he had a statement for Jim Cornette. He has a tape and he asked us to to run it during this hour. So right now, let's take time out. Let's watch that tape from Billy Bob Armstrong. Everybody's talking about summer blast this year. The two is going to be real special, especially to the Armstrong family, because the question has arisen, has arisen, who's the most famous family in professional wrestling? Who's the family that can get it done? We know the Funk brothers, the only brothers that have ever held the world championship at different times. But the Armstrongs, it's kind of like the Hatfields and McCoys, we might say. It's come along. Dory Funk has tried to cripple me. He's almost done the job, but I just want to tell you this. I'm still standing. The Armstrongs are still here, and the Army is going to roll. And by the time these boys were two years old, I was giving them body slams already. They're used to punishment. They know how to take it. And that wild Terry Funk is the wildest man in the ring. His brother's one of the greatest wrestlers in the ring. In our hometown, this question will be answered. 
Who's the most famous family in professional wrestling? Who can last longer? My boys may be younger. They may not have the experience, but they have got the desire. Right, Scott? That's exactly right, Dad. You know, I remember I was 12 years old watching you wrestle Dory Funk Jr. in the Macon Coliseum in Macon, Georgia, soul slap out and saw some of the best mat wrestling there's ever been. And that's what Smoky Mountain Wrestling is all about and Summer Blast is what it's all about. Well, I'll tell you something, gentlemen. There's no doubt about it. You, my brothers and myself, we have looked at you we have idolized you we have respected you but now you've done something to our father when you bruise one arm strong you bruise the whole family so come summer blast we're going to take care of business ain't that right steve that's right summer blast tour there's four dates booked and the promotion is getting bigger and bigger and summer blast is where we're going to make it all even you know you did it to the bullet and we respected you men as little kids growing up we watched the funk brothers we watched them win it all win the tag team world champions the singly world champions then we saw like scott said in macon georgia against our dad, Bullet Bob. But when you had to jump on him, two of you, it took two. It took Cornette also. Well, brother, we're going to make it all even at Summer Blast. Four days already booked. A sensational Summer Blast is coming your way. I can't wait. And what you did, folks, you reached down and you took the almighty dollar, the root of all evil. We're not doing it for money. We're doing it for the Armstrong family tradition. <laughs> all right, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. Anything you want to say to that before we go to Jim and Dory? Did Bob just admit to child abuse <laughs> i mean it was different it was a different world back then come on now can you imagine but i just got a mental picture of the bullet just body slamming a two-year-old <laughs> <laughs> um i like the term slow sold slap out that's some that's some that'll resonate with the, the the hill folk there and i would love I think there's mileage in this. The Funks versus the Armstrongs, the family, you know, just you could do something here. I think it'd be great if the Funks responded and been like, we tried to have a family war. We had a family war with the Von Erics and you here in Texas and you saw what happened to them. So now we're coming for you, Armstrongs. Um that would be pretty good, the Funks versus the Armstrongs, yeah. We, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we made fun of the Von Erichs dying on this show. And oh, not us. Oh, well, hold on. I'm glad he said that before anybody says their hate mail. Because, good Lord, there are some sensitive Von Erich fans out there. If I've ever seen them, we didn't say it. Robert Fuller did. I got the IRS up my ass. I got 19 <laughs> bras running around in me. But uh, don't worry, I ain't going to do the Von Erich thing. <laughs> That'd be suicide. Well, yeah, and he pulls a a gun to his head and acts like he's going to pull the trigger, and Jimmy Golden said, no, 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 don't do that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. One of the best moments in this history of Smoky Mountain. I just, that's how I feel. Okay. Uh, Harper, anything there before we go to Corny and Dory Funk? I just can't get behind this, man, because it's just one team is so old. And the other one, it's like two young, good-looking guys and in great shape, man. It's not two brothers versus brothers. It's it's they're they're technically brothers versus brothers, but it's like two old guys versus two 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 uh, young guys. There's something to that, and then there's another thing I want to add after I after we listen to, to Corny and Dory. Well, and, I, and that, this goes back to the me. whole idea of Corny not having a. Uh, you know, how do you run a regional territory in a time when you don't have anybody else to talent share with? There's the issue. So, we, okay. So you're you're scrambling trying to make right 
chicken salad and i ain't calling the funks chicken shit i by any stretch of the imagination but it's just you're trying to you're trying to man remember when you were poor and you had to do car repairs and everybody you know has used duct tape on some part (laughs) lifted the hood and used duct tape at some point that's kind of what i feel like corny's doing uh well you actually just nailed what i was going to say after we listen to corny the pro the thing is where this is the sum of this is corny and bullet bob again well how many times can we see that because that's what this is about (laughs) no 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 i mean i know they're bringing scott and steve into this and i know they're dory funk and blah 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 but the the sum of it is the battle is between corny and bullet bob i mean it's like anything in wrestling you just can't keep redoing the same thing over and over And, and and i'm not mad at corny for what he did here he, he's like doctor said he's working with what he's got the problem is you keep seeing the same thing over and over the the story just hasn't changed it's like okay how many times are we going to go through you ever you Bob ever play dominoes you ever play dominoes and you got a partner and you play something and they get mad at you and you look at it and go bro that's the only shit i had what do you want me to do there you go i'm doing the best i can with the bullshit in my hand right now that that's a Good synopsis of this. That's exactly what's going on. I'm playing what I have. He's playing yeah. the hand that he has. All right. Well, let's go to Corny and Dory. <laughs> oh, so now the sons are going to suffer for the sins of the fathers. Now we hear that Scott and Steve Armstrong want to pick up Daddy's Crusade and take on the most legendary brother combination in the history of professional wrestling, the Funk Brothers. Well, you know, I know that Daddy Armstrong, he's all upset because I think maybe somebody spiked his Geritol and he's cranky and he can't get back in the ring and fight his own fights because he's too cowardly. Oh, you sure you say the same old song and dance. I can't relinquish the commissionership. I'll tell you why you can't. Because you'd get your brains beat out if you did by my guys like the Funk Brothers. So now you're sending Daddy's boys, Scott and Steve Armstrong. Carry that flag, come into that ring and take on Dory and Terry Funk. Well, I got news for you, Scott and Steve Armstrong. Just like a five-foot-tall guy in a seven-foot pool, you're in way over your head. Because the Funk Brothers are going to hand you your heads. At Summer Blast, you're going to find out what it's like to be in a ring with real legends, not a couple of local yokel heroes like yourself that have made it big on a regional basis. No, no, no. The Funk Brothers are legends. Dory, Scott, and Steve Armstrong. (laughs) You know what, Jim? I never forget a wrestling match. Especially if it's, and I must say, if, if it's against a tough what? opponent. But many years ago in a Macon Coliseum, I whooped Bob Armstrong until he wouldn't come back. I whooped him and I beat him. And I want little Scotty and Stevie to know that I whooped your daddy. And your daddy hadn't said much about that wrestling match in a long, long time. <laughs> and I want you two kids to know that you're stepping in over your head when you step in the ring against myself and my brother probably the craziest and the wildest man in professional wrestling and believe me i may look different but i'm not (laughs) far behind my brother when it comes to going crazy and liking to hurt people and you two kids are stepping in the ring with the wrong people when you step in the ring with the funk brothers i just want you to know that and you consider that real well before you walk in there because you can always back out it's okay you can back out and go ahead and be afraid of the funk brothers that's okay because we really have the reputation and we can back it up 
That's exactly right. And let me just say one thing at Summer Blast in Knoxville, in Barberville, in Marietta, three days. Scott and Steve Armstrong, you're going to meet the legends. And you're going to find out why your daddy got whipped so bad by Dory Funk Jr. in the Macon Coliseum that he never talked about it again. You're going to find out why your daddy got whipped so bad by Terry Funk in the Knoxville Coliseum that he lost the commissionership. You're going to find out, Armstrongs, because they're going to do it to you. Uh, okay. Uh, I envision I envision a scenario where like Dory is like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, I didn't do very good there." And Jimmy's too respectful to say anything, so he's like, "No, no, Dory, it's okay." And in the middle the back of his head, he's like, "Holy shit, that was terrible." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I got a question for you too. You're running a promotion. This is your dollars on the line. You got one guy that you need to send out there to try to talk him in the building. You have Dory Funk or Tim Horner. What do you oh, do? Oh, <laughs> I guess you you have to go with Dory because he has his whole, you know, fucking he, former fucking NWA champion, and he's he's more known. I'm going with Dory. Yeah. But nobody feels good about their choices, huh? No. No, that's like that's like trying to decide if you want crabs or Whoa. Or God I like crabs. God I mean I get little, you get a little drawn butter there and dip them in there and you know, crab legs are great. It's it no, it's really like, you know, do you want crabs or gonorrhea? I mean yeah. I don't know if I want Well yeah. I, I, shape I, live in a world, I live in a world where <laughs> Neither is an acceptable option, pal. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I yeah. so my point is maybe it's time to close up the promotion and go try something else. Maybe I'll sell satellite dishes or septic tanks or get a okay. minor league hockey team. Or all you got to do is put a condom on and pour kerosene on your uh, pubes, okay. and it's taken oh. care of. Do, do you speak from experience here? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's important to understand. What? Where you know? Did you do? Did you learn this right after you did the cinnamon challenge? Maybe. You ever? Done, you know this what the cinnamon is, challenge is, right? Yeah. When those stupid asses would uh <laughs> try to drink fucking cinnamon or some shit. It's powder. But yeah. Yeah. Fucking fuck you up. Oh, this is the same guy who says. He and this is and Mike horns. has no clue because this is the kind of shit that uh, white kids that have time and access to cinnamon do. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. Okay, uh, let's keep going. I don't have anything from Dory right there. It was what it was. Yeah. But the whole point, the big, my biggest concern with this thing is, and we're starting to see it because we're you know more than two years into this promotion now. Is unfortunately, like Doc said, Corny's playing the hand that he has, and. I just feel like we're going back to the the first time it was Bullet versus Corny because that's all this really is, uh, just with some other parts in it. The first yeah. time it was Bullet versus Corny, it was real good, and then you go back to it, it's like eh, and now we're coming back to it again. It's like you, the third time, it's like eh. Would you like to, Mike? Because this is this show is really about understanding cultural differences and all coming together in the public sphere and just learning about each other. Would you like to know what the Cinnamon Challenge really is? Not really. Okay, so it's the objective of the challenge <laughs> is to film oneself eating a spoonful of ground cinnamon in under 60 seconds without drinking anything. White people are so stupid. 
The challenge is difficult and carries substantial health risks because the cinnamon coats and dries the mouth and throat, resulting in coughing, gagging, vomiting, and inhaling of cinnamon, leading to throat irritation, breathing difficulties, and risk of pneumonia or a collapsed lung. Sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) And people do this. Yeah, and so it can cause inflammation and infection and um, just really fuck you up. And I think there's actually been, uh, you know, it can be fatal. Um, they've in the this is from the Wikipedia page on Cinnamon Challenge, but in the first three months of 2012, American poison control centers had received over a hundred phone calls as a result of the Cinnamon Challenge. That's nice. A, a high school student in Michigan spent four days in a hospital after attempting the challenge. Pneumonia, inflammation, and scarring of the lungs. Damn. Has yeah, anyone so, ever won it? Uh, well, <laughs> I think that's a challenge. <laughs> Someone fetch me my cinnamon. Yeah. All right. Can we move on? So, so uh, <laughs> I just want you to understand us because we spend a Harper and I spend a lot of time trying to understand your people yeah. and the challenges that you have. But I just want you to understand the hardships that white people have and the things that we're going through out here. I'd never yeah. heard of that until you brought it up. So you put it like an asshole. Thanks, Harper. I appreciate that. Let's go to Jake the Snake Roberts because uh, he's up next. The humane thing to do. All right, fans, before our Beat the Champ match, which is coming up in just a few moments, we got some words we want to hear from our Smoky Mountain champion, Jake the Snake Roberts. And whatever they are, I'm sure they're pearls of wisdom out of the mouth of Jake the Snake. Let's listen. It's okay. It's safe. Put the kids to bed. Tell Mom it's all right. Jake the Snake is still your champion. Smoky Mountain can be proud. One more day, I'm still standing up here telling you you can look up to me and say, now, sons and daughters, there's a man. There is a man. Now, I got to address a couple of things. You see, I got a lot of people talking a lot of garbage about me right now in Smoky Mountain. Say, what did, what did you do to her? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tony, 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 wake up. Wake up, Tony. It wasn't a new car that I took, all right? It wasn't even an older model. This one had high mileage on it, man. And I drove it somewhere and I parked it. Oh, the way I did it? The way I always do it, quietly and cold and right to the point. Somebody gets next to me, you touch a snake, you play with the snake, you threaten a snake, the snake has to take it away. I parked it. I enjoyed it. I will stand right here in front of you and say, anybody dumb enough to let their old lady, old lady near the ring. I did you a favor. Come on, look at it. I did you a favor. The humane thing to do was to put her out of her misery. And I did. You are the lucky man. You are the fortunate son. Because it could have been you. So you should thank her. Don't worry about her forgiving you. Because you know what? I got a feeling if she really had it her way, Tony, she might come back for one more uh, drive around the block. The truth be known. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen, well, mm. Harper, what are your thoughts? That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. 
<laughs> what a class act. We all need a shower and a round of penicillin after that. Oh. Boy, I need a juice box, a warm shower, <laughs> round of penicillin. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, I yeah, thought maybe right it would be like a sun-kissed or like a red pop or something for you. But something, Harper, and I can, Harper and I can have an IPA. I need some red drink after that one. Yep. Yeah. No ice. Warm. No ice, warm, and a hot shower. Uh, okay, Doc, your thoughts. I, I, I agree with Harper. I don't this. have anything to say, but. Well, my uh, first... Can I talk? Yeah, go ahead. My first thought after this, and Harper started it out the right way, is what a dirt bag in the yeah. best possible way. Just. Can you imagine not only some six foot six dude like him? Just yeah. all over your woman, but then you know he smells like pills and crack and just sweaty just from existing and just fucking your old lady, just Ugh. crawling all over your girl, yeah. getting his sweat in her skin and it's soaking into her skin. Just it's Ugh. it's almost it's almost like the wrestling version of the coward of the county. The old Kenny Rogers song. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you, okay, so here's the first thing. Clean over my fucking when you head said, when you said when that. When you said Kenny Rogers, Mike's first thought was the pitcher that used to pitch for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> I know who Kenny Rogers is, but I, I couldn't tell you that song. Maybe Harper and I could do a duet of Islands in the Stream. <laughs> show. I remember that song for whatever reason. Did you hear a pin drop when he turned around and locked the door? Okay. Uh, what else we got from Jake right there? Man, he used terms like high mileage and I did you, I did you a favor. God damn. <laughs> that raspy voice he's got. Ooh. Oh, perfect for that promo. God, it was all just right there, man. All the way live in a negative man, way. Man, here's the sad part. I really, I'm really into this, and I'm really into what Jake's bringing to the table, and much like everybody else who depends on Jake, don't get too attached. But Yeah, no. Uh... Man, this is good stuff, because then Dirty White Boy's going to come back. And he's step. I'm, we're going to talk about this more next week. But Dirty White Boy is rising to the challenge here, and certainly oh, yeah. holding his own. And just this is great stuff. But again, you know, Papa was well, a Rolling Stone. He's got to get on let, down to the next fix. So don't get too attached. Let's be real. I mean, well, one, we're running long here, so I kind of want to get to some other stuff. But the big thing here is um, I know Jake's this megastar. He's, you know, he's been on more TV. He's been on a wider reach TV than uh, Dirty White Boy. But Dirty White Boy, they, in terms of what they can do, they're they're equivalent people here. I mean, they're both damn good. And don't let the fact, again, that Dirty White Boy ended up being T.L. Hopper, some bullshit plumber, uh, get in the way of the fact that, he is on the same level as Jake. You, I mean, maybe not national TV star, but he is on the same level. As far as his wrestling ability, cutting promos, they're the same level. I know I know that's not a popular thing to say, and people be like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bullshit. They're on the same level. They're good. It's just that Jake had that national exposure. He's Jake the Snake Roberts. He's more popular. That WWF TV will do that for you. It is what it is, but they're on the same level. 
Um, so let me let's go to the match then, because after that promos cut, remember at the beginning of the show we said Kendall the Samurai would take on Dirty White Boy for the Beach Champ TV title. Uh, the crowd the crowd was just quiet here, but again this is the last match I believe of this set of TV tapes for four weeks. Uh, at the end, Jake comes out. He looks like he's helping out Dirty White Boy because he trips Kendall the Samurai, but Kendall actually got something from Jake when uh, when he fell down, and Kendall tries to miss Dirty White Boy, but he misses him. Dirty White Boy has Kendall out, but the ref is busy dealing with Jake on the outside. Dirty White Boy gets hit to the outside of the ring by Kendall, so White Boy takes a spill out there. Then Jake just fucking pummels and potatoes Dirty White Boy with the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title. White Boy loses by count out because Dirty White Boy is knocked out outside of the ring. Uh, I'll go to Doc first. What did you have from this? And I mean, White Boy got clocked. Mm, well, and I also, at the very beginning, heard Caudle say that our good friend Daryl Van Horn will be back next week. Um, yes. Not so sure about that. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, man. I loved it because it's little things. It's the detail. It's the it's the making you believe. It's the details that make you believe. And so Jake comes out there and just threw the strap straight in the ring with just disregard. If you go back and watch when he shows up into the end of the scene and he just flings the belt in there, it just looks like it, the belt for him is a prop just like everything else in his life to get what he wants in that moment. And that's a shoot. So I thought that was great. He um, fucking nailed him. I mean, you see the water fling off of him. Jesus. Yeah. He slapped the fuck out of him. Oh man. He pummeled him with that belt. One hit too. Wasn't like, mm-hmm. he, you know, and there's psycho- there's psychology to this. It makes sense. He'll fuck up Kendo just to get what he needs. Everybody's a pawn here. Just there's layers to it, man. This is really well done, in my opinion. Yeah, just the problem is Jake can't get out of his own way as this thing yeah. aggressive. Harper, what'd you have from it? Oh, go did ahead. I, I'm sorry, Doc. I just say he's the, he's the Buddy Landell of Buddy Landellness. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what you got, Doc Harper? Did y'all hear? I think it was at the thirty-six twenty mark. Less accidentally called Bob Vince. What? Let's see. Thirty six twenty. Hold on, give me a second. Wow. I listened to it twice, and I was like, "Wait, did he just call him Vince?" Holds that hand and those fingers. You're right. You were talking about the schedule, Vince. You know, Smoky Mountain Wrestling yeah. is always doing something special. <laughs> the great. He stuff. did. He called him Vince. <laughs> he called him Vince. No, you're right. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" All right. Yeah. Really. All right. Uh, what else, Harper? Anything? I mean, did y'all check out the mullet on that kid towards the end of that, the match? Yeah, right before he gets hit. Fuck. Or, yeah. Mullet, yeah. Well, I mean, with Smoky Mountains and it's the 90s. I mean, what can we expect here, right? Yeah, 1994. Yeah. Middle of well, 1994, yeah. too. Right. Well, Kurt Cobain's either mean... dead or about to die. The grunge, right. is, okay, al- grunge is almost over, pal. Not Okay. Right. I mean, corn is about to pop up. Jesus and fucking Christ. Biscuit. God. And, and these assholes are walking around with fucking mullets. Rocking America. You're right. Hey, pal. <laughs> hey, hey, pal. It's 10 to 15 years behind in this area, okay? Uh, in some cases, they're still in the 1870s, all right? Whoa, what do you mean by that? 
I'm just saying. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, cause I'm gonna have to separate this, uh, Patreon video into two because this one's running along. Um, all right. Any talk, anything else from this before we go to uh white boy? No, sir. Dirty white boy. All right. So let's go to dirty white boy. Now he, after all of this goes down, is going to cut a promo. So let's hear what he's got to say. If I can get to it. There you go. Right after this. All right, fans, with me right now, here's the Dirty White Boy. White Boy, I'm beginning to wonder if there is such a thing as justice. Again, that was a travesty on justice. What happened to you? Completely uncalled for. Roberts didn't have any business out there at all. You know, my mama told me a long, long time ago. She said, son, one of these days, you're going to have to face the devil. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is my time. I think you might call him that. But you know, I go home at night and I wonder when I walk up to the house if my dog is going to come up and bite me on the leg. Wondering if I'm still the man that he thinks I am. When I'm laying in bed at night with my wife and we're making love I'm wondering if she in her mind is thinking is this the man that I married am I all the man you know and I just want to be able to walk down the road with my wife beside me holding her head up high proud of me I don't want her to have to go around scared to get out in public, afraid to be seen with me, to where she has to say, well, my husband's a loser. Well, Jake the Snake, you listen and listen real good, big boy. Nobody in my family is going to be ashamed of me. From this day forth, my family is going to walk beside me with their heads held high. And I am too, because Jake the Snake, if I don't, if I don't take you out, I'll quit. All right, fans, those words from the Dirty White Boy, you to see tremendous marks right across that back where he was hit with that belt. Next week, more on the Summer Blast. Until then, so long for now. Um, I guess, Doc, you go first, man. Am I the only one that got excited when Bob said tremendous marks, but didn't realize he was talking about physical? Never mind. Um, dude, Jake's messing him up. He's in his head, man. That's what Jake does. That's what Jake's known for. Jake's doing his thing, man. Yeah, it's all, it's mind games. So that's, you know why this is such a great angle? First of all, who walks down the, when's the last time you walked down the road with your wife? When was the last time you and Sasha walked down the road together? <laughs> I mean, that might be a smoke. didn't go to thing, jail. Man. Um, so here's why this is so great. Think about all the losers in this area that are watching this and their <laughs> wives are ashamed of them. And they're just, they, they, the cold jobs dried up and they're just not the, their little dicks can't get hard anymore. They just, the moonshine's got them and meth has them all shriveled up. They can relate. Everybody here can relate to this bullshit. This they're is great. Bastard. That's nice. 
You're a dirty bastard for saying that about these people, man. <laughs> this is great, man. Everybody here is a pathetic piece of shit that can understand wow. this. Speaking of fucking <laughs> so coal mines, cool. you saw those stupid asses that got stuck in a coal mine in West Virginia? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it was on the news. These 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 fucking little crackhead shitheads went in, in uh to an abandoned coal mine in West Virginia to try to steal copper. And they got stuck in that motherfucker. Yeah, so I'm I'm the mean one here. I'm the yeah. guy that's making <laughs> shit up. Bruh, I mean, you can go anywhere in the country and find some dumbasses that do dumb shit. Well, when we cover the wrestling there, I'll start making fun of them. I'm just saying, like, okay, for example, y- y- y'all know I-, I love that show Live PD. That shit is riveting, man. And one thing that show teaches you that there is fucking idiots that are white, black, fucking. Oh, let's green, cover Wildcat. I will, I will, I will rain down hellfire on the black people. The I'm just black, saying, like you, you watch a, sh- you watch a show like that, and you see that if 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 you don't take away that there are not morons of every fucking color in this society. And something's wrong with you because there are legit like crazy stupid i can't I, I can't even find the words to describe how stupid some of these people are sap and, and i'll follow, be damned Sap doesn't follow party lines or color lines i get it but we're talking about the smoky mountains and that's what this is bro not 99.9% of the people on Live PD don't carry a license. I, I, I can't get past that. I just can't get past it. Why are you so fucking stupid that you don't carry your license? I'm talking. I'm not talking about the ones that don't have one. Like, there's legit, which is another issue in itself, because these poor, sap, broke fucking bastards who, have the, who are either addicted to crack, heroin, or meth. That's one story. That have no license and no life. I'm talking about... Halfway functional saps in society that leave their house. Oh, I didn't bring my license with me. Well, what's Bruh, your name? I, I uh, saw a John thing this Smith? week that said 42% of Americans don't plan on getting a flu shot this year. That has nothing to do with this. You got people who are anti-vaxxers. I don't want to get into that discussion. Whatever. If you want to not get this flu shot, more power to you. Don't get a fucking flu shot. I'm talking about being really fucking dumb. Leaving your license at home. All the time because, oh, I don't think I was going to need it for nothing. I wasn't driving. I do not leave my residence without my motherfucking license. Okay, so let's test this. So recently, let's, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Recently, you had a little bit of trouble with your, uh, your treadmill. So you were telling me oh. you did some some running in the neighborhood. When you went on your weekly run or daily run around the neighborhood, did you have a driver's license on you? It's funny you say that. I actually have my license on me when I do there that. There you go, man. You don't want to be a black man running around this part of the world just running, man. You could get yeah. you, got, you need to be able to identify yourself so they can run a check on you. Think about, you hey, know what what you doing around Where here? Where you going? Where you going you this time of day, boy? About six or <laughs> seven what's years ago. What you in a hurry for? About six or seven years ago, I was running around my neighborhood, and um, I will say this about the police in this area. They patrol a lot. I mean, you see them all the time. I don't want to say what city I live in, but they are out and about, which I'm fine with. I ain't doing nothing wrong. You live in Texas, pal. It's all over. Bruh, so 
I'm running and one of the neighbors stops me and says, hey, um, they just caught somebody trying to break into a home. Uh, I'm just letting you know. I'm like, all right, well, I appreciate it. So I keep running. About two, three minutes later, a cop stops and he's, uh -oh. he starts questioning me. And he's like, um, hey, um, you been out here long? I was like, yeah, man. I said, uh, I've been running, you know, I don't know. I'd been 30 minutes by that point into it. And he's like, he's like, um, you see anything suspicious? I was like, well, one of the neighbors over there just told me that he saw, you know, they, so they caught some guys running or trying to break out of, break out of the house. But I got to be honest, I ain't seen nothing. And I've been, I didn't run around this fucking block, um, uh, at least six times at this point. I haven't seen anything. And he says, do you have your license on you? I go, uh oh. Here you go. I, I mean, what I got? The, I got nothing to hide. So show it to him. He's like, he's like, oh okay. He's like, oh you live just right over there. I was like, yeah, it's my house, like six houses down. Uh, and I mean, I'm a little winded, man. I didn't ran like you know two and a half miles at this point. And he's uh he goes, okay. He's like, if you see anything, man, um you know just uh just give us a buzz. Um, but that was all he did. But my point is. Again, like Doc just said, and Doc had no clue we were about to talk about this. I I had my license. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put myself over. I'm just saying I don't leave my house without my license, man, no matter where I'm going, because you just never know. Fuck. These people on live PD, it's like, what the hell are you thinking, man? Damn, so, carry the license. So when we do when we do ghetto wrestling all stars, <laughs> I'll make fun of those folks. But because we're in the Smoky Mountains, when in Rome, pal. Let's get back to it. Um, All right, man. Well, this was great. This was a fantastic promo. It's different from Dirty White Boy, and it just shows what he can do. Let's make him a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> right? Do y'all agree with me that him and Jake are actually on the same level? It's just a perception thing because Jake had that national platform? Uh, I don't know if they're on the same level because I think Jake is one of the all-time greats, and I don't know that Dirty White Boy is in that rarefied air, but let me put – I'll say it this way. He don't look out of place here. He no. fits. He's well, holding he his own. He blends in perfectly here. Right. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you do have a point. It's possible. I'm not willing to say that just yet, but. All right. Fair enough. You think, it, you think it's like two quarterbacks who just kind of, one of them kind of played like at like a big league college uh, school and the other one played like at uh, Nickel State and just for like, you know, whatever reason. He didn't make it, but they're both fucking NFL quarterback, NFL quality quarterbacks. I think that's fair, man. I mean, yeah, I do. I think that's fair. Philip Allen will hate this, but like, um, since when do we give a shit what he thinks? Wow. I well, he'll hate this, but it's like nobody will ever look at Tony Romo and go, "He's a great quarterback," but. That motherfucker was better than people give him credit for, like, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm. Best, best announcer in the game, too. He's almost as good as Jason Witten, man. The Cowboys are everywhere in the booth, man. You got Moose. I heard him last week still doing games. Aikman. Man, shit. Okay, Doc, shut up. You're right, Hopper. He went to Eastern Michigan, so he went to a smaller school, too. I don't I think agree. that Tony Romo went to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Not. Yeah, he did, didn't he? No, no, no. Illinois, Eastern Illinois. What? It's it's a well, small school. Whoa! So it's just one of those things. That's like saying all black people know each other. See, you're That's being dismissive of that part of the world. That's not it's what I said. It's a directional school. It was a directional school. That's not what I said, and, and you know that's not what I said. 
And we're up. We're running real long here, man. We are. We are uh, because we got on a topic of a bunch of bullshit. So, um, Eastern Illinois, you fucking shit. That's not Michigan. I don't know how. I I said Eastern Illinois second, you fucking moron. Well, gee. Fuck. This episode. This episode's over. Let's give it some disability checks. Uh, yeah. What are you going to give it, Doc? Uh, I liked it. 8.0. Harper, what about you? Uh, that sounds about right. 8.0. I'm going to give it 8.2. Oh, look who likes the episode. Somebody likes wrestling in 2019. Yeah, there you go. And... If you want to help support this show, go to tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT, and you can get the video versions of the show as well as just, all of our Patreon Harper, content. Harper does ne- dirty things to dirty bitches. That mm. was disgusting, but most people seem to enjoy it. So yes, tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. The world-class shows, Harper's off-the-wall shenanigans, our pre-shows, the video reviews, all there. tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT for as little as two bucks a month. Um, we need to give out the Government Cheese Award. So, ooh, this one's tough, I think. There's some candidates here, but I need it. I got to give it to Jake because he's talking. It's He's just so skank right there. It's just beautiful. Uh, who else? Who are you giving yours to, Doc? This is going to surprise you. I'm going in a completely different direction. Just 180. Man, I got to see him again, and he was causing shit. Give me Ron Wright from the Night of Legends segment. <laughs> he was wearing that white suit and causing trouble and kicking people and carrying on. Good to see Brother Ron again. Give me Ron Wright. Hopper, what about you? I give him out of Jake, man, for that, 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 for that promo he did, for slapping him with that belt. Style like he did. I give it to Jake. Yeah, I got to give it to Jake, man. That's I mean, I, man. he did him a favor. Yep. No no disagreement there. All right. So um, I think that's going to wrap us up on this week's episode. We got another one we got to go do in a second. So uh, remember, use the Amazon referral link for those gift cards you got for Christmas, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show. We definitely would appreciate it. And hang tight to the end of the show because I've been asked. I have been giving lots and lots of credit to the patreon members at the end of the show so after all the intro music i want to thank you all though but thanks again for being patrons and one shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with roh's brian malonis and mike crockett who do their thing every single monday and our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast the northern version of btt slightly classy or a little bit more professional give those guys a listen they do their thing every single monday that's one the wrestling podcast about nothing and our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast good stuff over there on those shows they support us, so please support them. And with that said, Harper, now hit the tagline take us home. Book it, bitch.
before we get out of here today, I want to shout out uh, all the patrons and thank the patrons for their contributions to the show every single month. We don't have sponsors. You know how we do it around here. No sponsors, just you guys supporting what we do. And we thank you very much for that. Special shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn. Good old Justin, K underscore row 86. Disrespectfully classy, Marky e. Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, JMM7530, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And again, thanks to all the patrons out there who make this show possible each and every week, twice a week for us. Hey, and if you're a Hall of Fame patron and you're at your seventh month of membership, or you've reached your 18th month, and so on and so forth, subsequent to, uh, I should say, years, please send me an email. I will check, and um, I, as long as you're due, I'll get you out your T-shirt. So thanks again for being Hall of Fame patrons, and until next week, we'll catch you. Book it, bitch.